Welcome everybody, this is How to English, Teach and Learn with Gavin M. It's a podcast about teaching and learning English as a foreign language. All opinions stated are personal and references will be given when necessary. Welcome back Em. Hello Gav. Welcome to episode titled Passion. Yes Gav, can we start with... What is passion? We can. Shall we define passion? You can define passion. Well, according to Oxford languages, passion is a strong and barely controllable emotion or an intense desire or enthusiasm for something, which I think is what we're going to focus on today. Yeah, I know the second definition a lot more. I always think of passion as being a positive thing, not a barely controllable emotion that may not be a good thing. I don't know. I always think of it as positive. Do you? Well, I guess if you think about romantic passions, they can be pretty Uh uncontrollable. Oh, yeah. You're right. In the romantic idea of it, it dominates and takes over your life. Sounds great. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, we're going to just talk about the regular kind of passion, which is just very intense enjoyment and enthusiasm for something. And how does this fit into a teaching and learning English podcast, M? That will all become clear, Gav. We're going to mix it up and we're going to incorporate and you'll realise it all works and it all fits together. Because we're not just teachers, M. We're teachers, learners and people. And people have passions and interests and pastimes. And lives. Yes, Gav, we have lives. Do you think we could start by approaching our passions with a little language that we might use to describe our interests and passions and desires and free time activities? Sure, because there is no verb to passion, as far as I know. You cannot passion something. I wonder if there is, Em. We don't use that. We don't. Couldn't you say they were pashing at the back of the cinema? (laughs) I think that's youth talk for kissing. And I don't think we talk about... No, we don't say I pash fishing. Okay. No. Again, it sounds quite romantic to pash someone. Just stop. No, please don't encourage anybody. No more romance. Just don't encourage anybody to use that word. It's weird. No, we don't passion anything really as a verb. If we want to use a verb, what do we tend to say? Like. Okay, I like... Let's say I like music. That's a bit weak, isn't it? I like music. Yeah, it's a weak. Can I upgrade it to love? Yeah, exactly. We do use that word a lot in English. And some cultures don't use that word when they talk about things they like very much. It sounds a bit odd to some people. And I think they're a bit afraid to use. I love country music. Yeah. Yeah. I love that brand of chocolate. It's just normal. So love is good. What else? It is normal for English speakers to say they love something. And it just means they really enjoy, they really like something. Yeah. I can say I'm keen on it. I'm keen on music. You can. I'm very keen. You could spend most of your free time listening to music. Yeah. That's a nice expression. I spend most of my time doing something. That is good. Quite a neutral feeling. It doesn't give you the information if it's good or bad or you like it or not. Like, I spend most of my time cleaning. I don't love cleaning. That's true. But I like the phrase. Perhaps that one's a little ambiguous. How about, I can't stop 
Oh, yeah. I can't <laughs> stop listening to rock and roll. That is definitely a passionate word. You're right. Um, I'm very enthusiastic about music. Mm-hmm. Nice. What I really enjoy doing is... Mm, lovely. That's a nice cleft sentence, isn't it? It is. I'm really into music, Gav. Mm, cool. We can use the word passion, but not as a noun. We can use it as an adjective. Yes. How do you say that? I'm passionate about hip-hop. Exactly. So preposition about, passionate about something. Mm-hmm. And you can use the noun. I have a passion for rap or whatever. So there's different ways of using it, but not as a verb. Cool. Can I give you a few passions that one might have, M? One, meaning people? Yes. General passions. Yes. All right. Well, why don't we make it a quiz, Gav? It's not a quiz. Well, what have you got, like a list of top ten passions that people might have? I did. I just popped online and I looked at Live, Bold and Bloom, and they had some quite fun ones. Can I not guess which passions they might be? Um, If you want to make it a quiz, you can. Of course, anything could be a quiz on Gav and M's How to English pod. Usually I'm not passionate about your quizzes, Gav, but why not just do it today? I'm actually encouraging you to quiz me on this. (laughs) So, okay, passions that people have... I'm going to say sports. Health and fitness. Yeah. Bing, bing, bing. Number one. Music. No. No? Really? Food? Mm, It's not on my list, but that is a good one. We'll come back to that. Gaming. Not here. Oh, this is not fun. Pets? No. No. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm out. So what? You tell me. What are they? How about I elicit the remaining nine passions from this list, M? Because you've already guessed the first one. Sure, that's a much better idea. Let's do that. Now, the second one is about you and the people around you or somebody you care about. This is your... Relationships. It is, relationship health. Uh Uh-huh. The third one, I think we fit in very well with this. This is about perhaps learning a new language. They recommend things like investing, creating a website, or an activity that might involve research and learning like bird watching, uncovering your family tree, or even drawing. What could this be, Em? Um, new skills. Learning new skills. Ding, ding, ding. Congratulations. You got the top three already. Mm. Now, the fourth one is something to do with the... Stuff in your pocket. Tissues. No, not that stuff. Money. Yes. Yeah, that makes more sense. Money management. Passionate about money management. Mm. Different strokes for different folks, I guess. Very modern, isn't it? Yeah. Number five, they describe as, look around you at all of the non-essential stuff, inverted commas, <laughs> in your life, like material possessions, clutter, demands on your time and energy, draining people, or tolerations that distract you. I have no idea. This one is called simplifying your life. To be passionate about simplifying your life? And to be honest, if I reflect on this, I think I might be somebody who's quite passionate about simplifying my life. That's interesting. Yeah. I think I think about it. I just don't know I'm doing it maybe i'm just not aware of it but yeah i can see that Hmm, interesting the sixth one is again about learning 
and developing yourself. Self-development. Personal growth. Okay. Nice. Number seven, maybe take a little time. Maybe be in the moment. Maybe relax. Meditation. And mindfulness. Nice. I think that's a great passion to have. Mm. I think I could have come up with this list, actually, Em. Good. Yeah, it's a lot of these things are things that I've definitely reflected on. Number eight, drawing, painting, making new worksheets for your students. They're all... Being creative. Yes, that's a great passion. Nice. Number nine, something so many people will not think of as a passion, but actually, it's wonderful if it is... It's something that you do every day, nine to five, and you hopefully make a salary from it. Working. Yeah, it's your current job. Mm. And I like that they called it your current job. Yeah, interesting (laughs) choice of words. I know. (laughs) I suppose you can't really be passionate about a previous job or a future job, can you? But it does seem temporary when you say (laughs) your current job. (laughs) At the moment, I'm really into this, but, you know, who knows? It could change. And when it becomes boring, I'll find a new job. Mm. Hmm, interesting. Maybe that is an aspect of passion. It definitely is about the moment, isn't it? I think we'll also explore that a little bit later as well, when passions become monotonous. Finally, number 10. This is a really good one, where we are thinking about those around us, supporting them, giving them assistance when they need it helping others yeah helping people that's Mm. it it's a really interesting list isn't it very i think it's quite modern as well there's a lot of interesting passions that people might not think of as passions in that list yeah so thanks to them emma are you ready for us to introduce our fabulous guest for this episode sure am The reason we chose this particular guest is because we were scrolling through our social networks and we came across a fascinating creator who is called Joe, the Asian travel guy. And Joe is an English teacher in Japan who runs the Asia Travel Guy channel on YouTube where he shares his experiences of Indian and Japanese culture and cuisine. Plus, he has some live streams on topics such as teaching in Japan, mental health and customs in Asia. They're all absolutely fascinating and educational and there's loads of teaching and learning tips on Joe's Instagram and YouTube channel. So definitely check them out. Yeah, Joe's an amazing guy and really nice content and very interesting videos. And we're really excited to have him on the show talking about his passions. So let's have a listen, Gav. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Joe, and it is a pleasure to speak to you today. I was asked to make this audio by the lovely people Gav and M of How To English Pod. And their posts are great. Please check them out on Instagram. So they asked me to speak about a couple of topics that were of interest to myself. And the first thing that I would love to talk about is food. So I am a vegetarian. And as a vegetarian living in Japan, it can be quite difficult to get vegetarian-based foods here. And that's why cooking is so important. But before I get into that, I've been a vegetarian for about seven years now. 
And a friend seven years ago introduced me to the vegetarian diet. And I decided, okay, I'll try it out. So I tried it out for a couple of weeks. Pretty difficult, but I kind of liked it. Then I tried it out for a few months. I liked it even more. And after some time, I just kept doing it. And I haven't stopped ever since. The big reasons why I stayed vegetarian are because the food that I started to eat allowed me to feel lighter, less sluggish, and I was able to go into the world of cooking. Not completely, but I do love to make certain foods. And now when I go to a party with friends, I can always have something to cook at that party. And it's so much fun just bringing people together by doing that. Anyway, so... Uh, my favorite food to cook is veggie burgers and my inspiration for the burger came from my love of Indian food and Mexican food. So the way I make my veggie burgers are I like to start with a base of different kinds of flour. I like lentil flour, oatmeal flour, and brown rice flour. And you add about the same amount for each one and then you just lightly mix it up. In that flour you add your spices. So I like basil, Parsley, paprika, garlic, cumin, and salt and pepper. I love that. Great, great mix. And of course, I like to add little chunks of jalapeno peppers. Oh, so good. After that, I like to blend up a can of chickpeas and a can of, of kidney beans. Put that into the mix, and then you mix all that up together, the flour base and the beans, and you have a great foundation for veggie burgers. You put that mix into burger shapes, fry them up, and the way you fry them up is you put them on the grill, and when you flip them for the first time, on top of the burgers, I like to add fried onions, cheese, and whatever, um, avocados. I love avocados. I love avocados and fried mushrooms. Almost like, yeah, American burger, but a bit more healthy. So, that is my love of veggie burgers, and they are so, so tasty. The jalapenos add a great kick of spice and flavor to the actual burger. Whew, I love it. The other topic that I would want to talk about is exercise. I do love exercise, and when I was younger, I did play a lot of sports, baseball, American football, and swimming. The American football part is starting to catch up with me in terms of my joints, and I have to be a bit more careful about how I exercise. And stretching every day is extremely important right now. So, I like to do low-impact exercises every, uh, every morning for about 20 minutes. And in that 20 minutes, I like to do push-ups, sit-ups. Most ab exercises are okay. Mountain climbers are great. Squats are wonderful. And variations of those exercises create a, great, uh, a very good low-impact workout. And I think the last thing I like to talk about is making videos. I do love to make videos. I love to edit different kinds of series or make my own videos. But the best thing I love to do with videos is to make them for other people. This is why. Life to me is about people. And of course we need people and I feel like the more we get into this tech world of computers and the metaverse, I don't want to get into all that, but I feel like for me personally, the less human we become. I don't want to lose my humanity. I want to keep my social skills up. I want to be able to relate to people on an emotional level so that I can connect with them because we do need each other. No matter where we are in this world, we do need each other. And creating videos for other people 
Number one, allows me to be accountable to them. And number two, it exposes me to a whole new audience that, that I might not have had without helping other people. So that is what I'm interested in. And again, to Gav and M of How To English Pod on Instagram. Thank you very much for reaching out. Please check out their videos on Instagram. And I will speak to you all later. Thank you very much and have a wonderful day. See ya. Oh, those burgers, they sound so yummy. They are. You have to look at the pictures on Instagram. They are so delicious. Nom, nom, nom. Did you catch some of the ingredients, Em? Chickpeas and some jalapenos. That's it. Lentil flour, oatmeal, brown rice flour, basil, parsley, paprika, garlic, cumin, peppers, chickpeas, as you mentioned, and kidney beans. That is a complicated burger. It's incredible. So it's a combination, as Joe said, of Indian and Mexican food together. And it takes someone with passion, doesn't it, to create something like that. Mm -hmm. You would have to dedicate a lot of time and energy to that. And the results would be so delicious. They look amazing. And what a nice idea, taking those patties with you to a party and then having a big cookout with your friends and sharing the burgers. So cool. Sharing the passion. Nice. And all of this on a vegetarian diet, M. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I really like what Joe said about not feeling, what was that word? You know, after you have a heavy meal, maybe you have a burger and chips and you're sitting after the meal and your belly is so full of food. You feel very, what's that little animal that goes across the ground? Oh, sluggish. Yes, sluggish. He said on a vegetarian diet, he doesn't feel sluggish, which is brilliant. Yes, that's a really good reason to change your diet if you feel sluggish. Mm-hmm. So a vegetable burger will make you feel light and healthy afterwards. I'm also passionate about plants. Are you? Yeah. I love vegetarian and vegan food. Do you really? Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Well, I do too. Good. By coincidence, Em, I was also a vegetarian for 25 years. Oh. And then six years ago, I became a vegan. Fantastic. Really good. So do you feel sluggish? I definitely don't. Really good. I'm really into food in a very similar way to Joe. I maybe would call myself a bit of a foodie too. Oh, well, that's nice. That's a nice word. I think that's kind of replaced connoisseur, maybe, or something like that. We mm. don't really use that. Now we say foodie. That's right. And I agree with Joe that the benefits are huge. You don't feel tired after a meal. The food can be more interesting and colourful with a variety of vegetables and beans and grains. I also learnt a lot about nutrition, which is another passion of mine learning about food groups and vitamins and minerals and the processes that happen in the body to produce a healthy metabolic system. Wow. So that's sort of science as well as biology and food and cooking all mixed together, isn't it? Yeah. So it combined lots of my interests because I like science. I like food. I want to be healthy. I'm quite into fitness. Em, let me tell you something you don't know about me. Oh, sounds intriguing. Well, I used to have a food blog. 
Oh, really? Yeah, for quite a few years. Because I was vegetarian, similar to Joe, and I really enjoyed photographing and uploading some of my favourite dishes. So I'd make a nice dish, take a photo, put it on my blog, write something, maybe describe how to make the dish, the ingredients, and that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I mean, that is a passion that a lot of people share. We all like to take photos of our food and post them onto various social networks. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you feel less passionate than anyone else. I think everyone's passionate about food. And I personally love looking at pictures of food. Mm -hmm. I still take photos of my food now, but I actually don't really share them. I do enjoy looking back at them and thinking, that was a delicious meal that I had. Why don't you share them anymore? I think there are enough people sharing photos of food now Uh i don't need to yeah i think that's it isn't it you have to be very passionate to maintain that Mm. so what about exercise i feel very passionate about exercise i live for cycling do you really yes but cycling on a stationary exercise bike that's my thing oh interesting and how often do you do that every other day Mm. I have a break and then I do it again. And it's a buzz. It really, really helps me feel good. I don't always want to do it before, but I know how good I'm going to feel after, which really helps me to motivate myself. And I just feel so good when I'm done. That's great that you've got that in your routine now. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's another thing. Passions can be something you don't do very often, but they can also be something in your routine and you become maybe, it can be a habit you have and it can keep going and you love it. Do you combine any of your passions, Em? Because I mentioned that I like food, I like nutrition, I like learning about my body and my health, and I'm also really keen on learning about the environment, as you probably know. So I'm really into environmental issues and how we can have less negative impact on the world, using renewable energy, taking less impactful forms of transport, trying to eat locally produced food and following sustainable practices. So you're saying it's a lifestyle? That you're passionate about your lifestyle? I think I might be, Em. So I'm combining all of my interests together into one big, fat, juicy passion. Okay. A passion for life. Wow, that's impressive. I think mine is a bit more compartmentalised, to be honest. I have life generally and then things that give me joy, which are my passions. That's great. I don't see the whole thing so holistically as you're describing. But I imagine while you're on your exercise bike, you're not just blankly staring at the wall. You're either being very mindful or you're enjoying the view from the window. Sure, okay. I listen to podcasts and maybe music that I really like, but I don't see that as a lifestyle thing, really. That's more just two things I like doing. I like this idea of combining passions, Em. Yeah, Gav, and it reminds me of something I heard about this exact thing. And can I just come in with a little bit of maybe English learning teaching here? Go ahead. If students have something they're not really enjoying in a 
class, so for example, learning all the past tense irregular verbs. To do that when they're doing something they enjoy is a really good tip. So if you are on the running machine and you really enjoy doing that, maybe practice your verbs when you're doing that. Or going for a nice walk outside, if you really enjoy doing that, maybe then listen to a podcast in English or do something that's not as enjoyable so that you start to connect something you really enjoy with something you don't enjoy so much and then you have a different attitude towards the thing you don't like. That sounds fascinating. Yeah, I think it would work. It definitely works for me. So, for example, cooking and listening to songs in English. Yeah, nice. Or even not even English, just, you know, watching reality television and doing the ironing. Nobody likes ironing. Well, actually, some people might be passionate about ironing. Yeah. But if you do something you know you really like and you know that when you do that thing, you're going to be actually doing something else that you don't enjoy and achieving something, I think it really helps you do that. That's very interesting. If you really enjoy socialising, maybe take the lyrics of a song to the coffee shop with your friends and then you could analyse the song together and look at the words and see if you can understand what the singer is expressing. Yeah, that's a nice idea. Um, just to go back to one thing that Joe mentions on his YouTube channel, there is a video called The Importance of English, which explains to his students four main reasons why learning English is important. Em, let me tell you what they are. And you can explain to the listeners and readers of our show these benefits. Are you ready? Mm. Number one, travel. Travel. Getting around, asking directions, ordering food in restaurants, chatting to people just on a park bench. I love it. Number two, jobs. Jobs, having an interview perhaps in English and talking to clients, colleagues, other people, networking, business trips, uh, what else? Joe makes a really good point on his video where he says that the big corporations these days all have a policy of English as the first language. Yeah. That's a really good point. Mm. Third one, access to knowledge. Online learning could be in English and television, radio, podcasts, lots of news sources that come in English. A lot of your favourite authors will be translated into English mm -hmm. or writing in English. Yeah. Finally, entertainment, which I think you covered with access to knowledge. Well, I put entertainment and knowledge together, but yeah, okay. Music. I mean, um, music, songs... Television, YouTube videos, online content, mm -hmm. recipes, mm -hmm. everything that goes with what you do in your free time. Absolutely. Maybe also talking to other people from other countries and that fits into knowledge maybe, having more experience with other people. I think that's a really good point, Em, going back to access to knowledge. Because when we see interviews on the TV or listen on the radio on our social networks or the posts that people make, it makes such a difference if you communicate in a language that is universal, which so many people understand. I think English truly is a language which brings us together and allows us to share our experiences with people all over the world. Hear, hear. Em, tell us a bit more about your passions. 
I am really passionate about travel.、Mm-hmm. I do a lot of research before I go somewhere. Where do you get your research, Em? Travel books and looking online for people's recommendations. So I always do a lot of research before I go, and I make lists of things I want to see and places I want to go, and learn about the history and the traditions of the place and the food. And then I have a checklist of places and go and see them all, take lots of photos, come home, and I feel a real sense of achievement and that my horizons are. Broadened, and I have this lovely experience that I can reflect on. It's wonderful to have a passion where you can tick the boxes off and feel that you've achieved that, and then you can reminisce and think back. Wow, that was a great experience! I did this, I saw that, I tasted, drank, inhaled. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All of these wonderful things, and then you think about the next place you want to go. Yeah, exactly. I think for me, passion is something that gives me pleasure, but also gives me a sense of achievement, and I get something out of it. It's rewarding and improves my life. I guess that's passion in a nutshell for me. And as Joe was talking about his video content, making the videos and making the content is a real passion of his. And I really liked what he said about the social skills and keeping the content about people and. The humanity of it, which is again, I I feel very passionate about that. My relationships with people is very important, and connecting to people. So I share Joe's enthusiasm for that. Definitely. Sometimes you have a passion that you can put into a category, and you can say, right, my passion is travel, and I can see photos of where I've been and plan holidays. But I like the idea that other more abstract ideas like relationships are also a passion, and the time you put into talking to people, learning about their lives, being interested, and spending time with them—it's not really something physical or that you can put your finger on, but definitely a passion of mine. That sounds like number two from our list earlier, which was all about relationship health. It is, yeah. I'm just reflecting on that and just thinking how that actually does form in a person's life. I guess because it's easy to say, "Oh, yeah, I'm passionate about my relationships or my、uh, friends and family," but what does it actually mean? I think, yeah, it's the time you spend. It's being there for people. It's deep stuff, Gav. I like it. If we can tie this together and link it to the topic of English learning and teaching, it's wonderful when you have a student that has a passion for language learning. It's easy, isn't it? You just go with the flow, and it's lovely. But what happens when your students don't have a passion for it? What can you do, Gav? They don't have a passion for learning languages. Yeah, but they maybe need to. I find what they are passionate about and. Connect it to English and make them use English in order to explain to me about their passions. Nice, that's good. So in the first lesson, you ask, "What are you into? What are your hobbies? What do you do for fun? And what are you passionate about?" And that is a great idea, isn't it? Because if you can get people trying to express something that they're interested in, then they realise they need the English, and that's where the passion comes. They've、from. got so much motivation to want to share this information with you. I like it. Yeah, integrate it into the lesson, so you're not just bringing a book in and saying, "Right, well, if you learn this language, 
you can talk about something you enjoy. You've got to do this hard thing first, though. But no, just try and somehow blend it together. So upgrade the language maybe as they're discussing it with you and feed in the language they need and make corrections. That's nice. Mm. And students, bring your passions to the class. Bring in your favourite music or your favourite book or something that you want to talk about and say to your teacher, I want to discuss this. Help me to do that. Support me. And you might need to think about what you're passionate about. I'm not that good at identifying my passions. So I did have to sit down today and think about what I'm passionate about. And you might need to do that before a lesson, just to have something there to talk about. Because so many times I say, oh, yeah, what do you do in your free time? And people say nothing special. But that's not true, is it? I mean, they might not think it's special. Like I don't go kayaking or I haven't got a very exotic breed of horse that I own. But everybody's got interests and those are very important to us. No more or less than anyone else's, I think. Bring it, students. Bring it. That's right, Em. I think the one thing that really stands out for me, Gav, is if you've got a passion for something, you can talk about it for hours. Mm, that's true. That's a very good indication of a passion, if you can talk and talk and talk and talk. But remember, that might not be everybody's passion. So if you're in a group and all you want to do is talk about one thing, you have to be mindful of other people as well. That's right. That's a really good point, Em. Mm. I'm going to finish today talking about a grammar point. Are you really? Yes. Is this part of teacher, teacher teach, teach me. me? It is. And today I am the teacher that wow. will be teaching you. Wow. I can't wait. Yeah. So Gav, when you talk about the past, what tenses can you use? Past simple. Nice. For finished actions in the past. Past continuous for longer actions in the past. Okay. Past perfect. For an action that finished before another action in the past? Past perfect. Okay, you can stop there. You don't need to get that complicated. I want to think about past simple for finished things. Okay, but we can also use a different tense or structure to talk about habits or states that are no longer true or no longer happening. What would that be? You can use used to. Yeah, and you told me all about used to in your Teacher Teach Me grammar point. That's right. Which episode was that in? Oh, I really don't know. You talked about used to. I think you talked about get used to, be used to. Yeah, you talked about all those. That's right. It was episode one of season three. The kickoff episode of season three. Yeah, so you talked about used to for past habits, routines, things you did in the past that you don't do now. Do you know, Gab, you can also use wood. Wood? Wood. Yeah. Wood. W-O-U-L-D. Wood. Not wood. W-O-O-D. <laughs> no. No. It's a verb. Wood. So I would go out every day with my friends and cycle around my neighbourhood. Oh. And I wouldn't come home until the streetlights came on. So that's a repeated past action. Yeah. 
not I don't do it now. I've finished doing it. It's like used to. It's the same as used to, really. How is it different from used to? Because now you're just telling me I can use more than just used to. You can. It's a bit more difficult than used to because used to you can use with anything. I used to play. I used to work. I used to go. I used to have. I used to be. Yeah, I used to be. I used to have short hair. I used to be very shy. So you can use used to with any any verb, state verb or action verb, but would... Would is a bit more specific. You can only use it with actions. You can say, I would go out all day. I would ride my bike. I would play with my friends. But you can't say, I would have long hair or I would have a dog. I would be a teacher. I would be a teacher. Yeah, you can only say used to be a teacher or I was a teacher. So Mm. would is a very nice word to use. And it gives us a feeling of nostalgia and when you're looking back into the past and you're talking about history and things you did as a general everyday thing, but you have to just be careful with it. But it's nice language. And if you start listening out for it, you will notice it everywhere. Can I combine it with past simple and used to? Example? When I was a child, I used to play football and we would play in the park. That's lovely. See, isn't that nice? Instead of just using one phrase for everything, you've said three different ways of saying the same. And that's high level stuff. Cool. I want to be high level stuff. (laughs) So bear it in mind, you can use past simple, you can use used to, you can use would. I like it. Thanks, Em. Okay, Gav. I feel like I've been upgraded already. Next level. Yeah, I am quite passionate about gaming too. I like the gamification of life. Oh. <laughs> That's for another episode. See you next time. Yes, see you next time, Em. And and to everybody who is listening or reading, Em, what do I mean reading? The transcription, Gav. We've got every episode transcribed by human hand, your hand. That is true. Since episode 40 of season one, you can read what Gav and M and their amazing guests are talking about. So if you've got any questions about anything that we've said, or you want to use some of our episodes in your classroom, pop over to Gav and M's website, check out the transcripts for the shows, and feel free to share them and use them and enjoy them. Good stuff. Links in our show notes and bio on Instagram. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.